Hello and welcome everybody to a new episode of Silky Nostalgia. Ooh, I tell you what, looking back sure does look a lot better than it does looking forward. <laughs> um, anyway, as always, I am your host, The Matt. Sir Radley. And Tiny. Welcome, everybody. Thank you, Sir Bradley. Thank you, Tiny, for joining us. Uh, Mr. Allen was supposed to join us, but it looks like he's a little under the weather. Uh, we wish him the best and a speedy recovery. Yeah, hopefully he's not got... Uh, yeah. Yeah, we... Yeah. Taboo topic. <laughs> yeah. Kind of, kind of like scurvy, right? If you eat your lemons and limes, you're okay. That's how that works. <laughs> no, but apparently if you stock up on toilet paper, you'll be fine. Yeah, right. You just kind of you, know. you just kind of rub the two ply onto the wound. <laughs> um. <clears throat> anyway, let's go ahead and get some uh, some of the business out of the way, and then we'll go into our topic and uh, the news, and then the topic. Of course, as always, how do you reach us? Well, that's easy. You go to deadpanstudio18 at gmail dot com. You go to soakingnostalgia at gmail dot com, or you go to our website deadpan studio dot com. You send us an email. You tell us what you like, what you don't like. Respond to us. Let us know you're still out there. And I mean, if you're you know, getting through this whole thing like the rest of us are, whether you're in quarantine or not quite in quarantine yet. Glad you joined us. Um, now, going along with that, <laughs> if you're listening to us on one of the streaming services, we have plenty of others, and you can tell your friends to listen to us. We are on iTunes, Stitcher, Google Play, TuneIn, Spotify, as well as the Podbean app and website at deadpanstudio.podbean.com. Just find that nifty little black and white logo, the D and the P and the S, and you're golden. Ah, you know what? I'm going to give myself a, a, a pat on the back for that. <laughs> well done, sir. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Yeah. Job, uh, audience. Uh, do what? Good job, buddy. Yeah. <laughs> now audience, um, we did put this out on social media and we did have a recording before that's explaining what's going on. But for those that have missed it, let me catch everybody up. Of course, Everybody knows about the coronavirus um, that is uh, affecting a pretty good chunk of this world right now. Um, so we've had some cases that are close to home now. Uh, we're going to talk a little bit more into that. But because of that, it has caused us to have to step out of the studio. Now, I know you're thinking, well, isn't the studio a safe place? Sort of. No. Let, let me give you a little bit of background <laughs> on that. Uh, the... Uh, it is inside of a salon, which has been closed down per mandate from the governor. Now, that doesn't mean I can't go in and record. However, it's, you know, it's one of those things where you just cannot take a chance, you know, depending on who's been in there, who's not in there. We haven't had a chance to clean it yet. And uh, not only that, uh, you know, when you live with family and you've got something going on like this, you kind of want to be close to them, too. So, um, like I said before, you know, hold your friends close. Hold your family close. Hold your enemies close too, man. Just we're all here. Just like your. <laughs> Sometimes. And just just as a public service announcement, guys, um, I realize that there are a lot of people out there that uh, are not necessarily thinking they're immune, but they're they're not um, they're not considering the options. Um, but this virus is, is a very serious thing. You can be a carrier without showing symptoms for upwards of a week to two weeks. Mm -hmm. And 
you can actually pick this Just stuff because... up from surfaces that you may or may not yeah. touch if you're not wearing gloves. Um, it is not airborne. Qu- contrary to popular belief and rumor, it is not airborne. We do not have the National Guard can rate to quarantine everybody into their homes. Don't follow the rumors. Go to the CDC. Go to the World Health Organization. Go to uh, factcheck.org and, you know. Go to those places and get your actual factual information. Don't even take it. From, don't even take the information from us. You know, take it with a grain of salt. Yeah, absolutely. go to the sources. Please, please do. And remember, it's not about necessarily you getting sick, but the people that you can affect. While you might be contagious, but not showing symptoms. Exactly. So. And and by the way, Lord, don't try to get your dogs euthanized or your cats euthanized or your pets because they cannot carry nor they cannot they cannot transmit those. I know it started out with somebody eating um, an animal over in uh, over in China, over in a market, but that was, you know, that was bad food. That was something that was already prepared too, but it was still in it. That's nothing like you know your household pet walking around. Please stop it. Just uh, wash your hands. Keep yourself about six feet away from everybody, and don't be a dick. Uh, th- yeah, please don't. Just you know, <laughs> be not everybody. <laughs> all right let's go into some of the local news we're already talking a little bit about that um we've had a lot of area businesses shut down we've also got uh, the first two cases of the coronavirus to hit a town about 30 miles away from me and sir bradley and a and about 20 minutes from Al, from alan hogan and just right down the road from uh from tiny yeah it's about like a six minute drive from my house yeah so yeah, so I mean, it's. Um, you are aware that Alan has moved, right? Oh yeah, that's right. He's in Bowling. Well, I hate to say the town, but yeah, Bowling Green uh, now too. Um, so yeah, he's right there in the thick of it too, and he's not feeling well. So like I said, let's wish him a speedy recovery, and hopefully that what he's got isn't what's going around. <laughs> um, Never mind. I'm sorry. That was yeah. okay. Go I ahead. don't. <laughs> Of course, this may be old news by the time this posts, but I didn't know if anybody saw that there was actually a little bit of good news about uh, where we're headed with with this virus. Um, you know, normally creating a vaccine, once you find a working one, you've got to go through trials and all that stuff, and it's taking about a year uh, at least before you can have a workable vaccine that is safe for the public. Well, um, right now, the scientists and the health officials are actually saying that it you know, they're, they are fast-tracking this, and it looks like they might have um, something workable within a few months as opposed to the a year or more. So that's good news. Yeah, they, uh, I actually read an article yesterday that uh, was talking about they once they were able to find something that was viable, that they were going to fast-track human testing as soon as possible. Yeah, so, and like, that's the thing, not, you know. They're uh, not trying to look around and, and do all this stuff. It's like... Yeah. Now, see, it doesn't work quite as well with uh, with a vaccine because a vaccine is for somebody who hasn't gotten the virus yet or has already had it. Uh, so that means if they get exposed to it again, they're not going to catch it. They're not going to get sick. But the other part of the good news is that they've they've got some uh, right now possible working therapeutic drugs, which for those that are kind of like, what are you all talking you about? Drugs? <laughs> the therapy. <laughs> Do what? Sorry. You said you caught my interest when you said drugs. Sorry. <laughs> Sorry, my brain was about was running on a you know was running on a treadmill when you said that, so it's kind of like I stopped and slid right off. I was like, what, what, what? <laughs> uh, yeah. <laughs> Sorry. Continue. I know you're big. 
you're being serious and I'm being <laughs> Oh, no, that's that's the thing. And, you know, Very yes, fun. we need to be serious about this. But, you know, it's always good to kind of raise everybody's spirits, be a little funny, you know, about some things. Take the subject serious. But, you know, at the end of the day, you know, we got to find some way to be happy. Um, so talking about that, you know, we there is a possible working va- uh, uh, therapeutic drug or drugs that might be available within the next few weeks to the next month or two, which is amazing because what that does, the difference between a vaccine and a therapeutic drug, a vaccine, like I just explained it, is for if you haven't gotten it yet, it will keep you from getting it. And if you've already gotten it, this will keep you from getting it again. Therapeutic drugs are if you have it, then this eliminates the virus from your body in a nutshell. There's a lot of science to that, but in a nutshell, yeah, that's how it goes. Yeah, we're uh, we're not scientists. Um, some of us do have degrees, but by no means none of us are doctors. Um, hey, man, scientists please. are rock stars. There was a scientist on that Love Is Blind show. <laughs> All I'm saying well, is, I'm not uh, a doctor, but I did stay in a Holiday Inn Express last night. <laughs> <laughs> All I'm saying is I'm urging all of our listeners to, to please take everything we're saying with a grain of salt. Go do your own research. Go to the CDC website. Go to the World Health Organization website. Yeah, just get just your information from the source. Yeah, don't. Yeah, please just, you know, go to the source and get your information. Because once the information uh, leaves the source and goes into somebody and they repeat it, that immediately becomes hearsay. And and look, as kids, we've done this whole thing where you have, you know, 10 kids sitting in a row. You start by whispering in one ear, one little simple thing. And by the end, it's something completely different. That's how it works. And it, and it's It's, cliche. And that's because it works. It's the phone game. Yeah, exactly. So anyway, anyway, (laughs) <laughs> on to uh, happier subjects. Um, before we tell what it is, I, I just, I just kind of want to throw something out there. One of our uh, sponsors that we haven't used back this season because, well, the virus. <laughs> um, of course, we're not getting help monetarily, a lot of it because of the virus. So I'm not trying to say that to diss anybody or try to you know tear down a business or nothing like that because I'm raising it. I, I'm getting ready to sing its praises. Um Key Dry Cleaners is uh, is a great place in Glasgow if you need to get your clothes cleaned. Uh, I need everybody who's listening to this t- to remember and think about they have a drive through. So if you need your clothes cleaned, I know I know it's hard right now because you're afraid of how money's going to go. You know, stimulus package is going to help with that hopefully. Um, but remember, they have a drive through, so if you can get all your meet, uh, needs met, and they're a really good place. They have good quality service, so. Check it out. And they've been serving the, the local <coughs> community for as long as I can remember. Years. So. <laughs> 30 years. Yeah. So there you go, guys. Go support yeah. a local business. If times are hard for everybody. so Yeah. All right. So we're going to go into the main topic. And I know the audience knows what the topic is because they read the title. So, But anyway, I want to <laughs> do a little something special. So going into it, enjoy. We're men, we're men in tights We roam around the forest looking for lights Hey, where are the white women at? The Lord Jehovah has given unto you these 15 10, 10 commandments for all to obey You have the ring. 
And I see your Schwartz is as big as mine. Now let's see how well you handle it. <laughs> That's right, ladies and gentlemen. No oh, Jesus. Brooks. That was so hard not to laugh through this shit. Uh, now that's that's why you have a mute button, my friend. That's why you have a mute. <laughs> well, I didn't use it. Ah, <laughs> uh, uh, look, and we're not making any money off this podcast, so there's no monetization going on. So please don't sue us, Mel Brooks or his company. And you know, we're just trying to lift everybody's spirits, and we're also you know kind of honoring you. So just just so you know, <laughs> um, yeah, none of us have anything to get. So no. So we're talking about Mel Brooks. He's a legendary actor, director, producer. He's a songwriter. He's a musical director. You name it. He has done it just about everything. And for quite a number of years, by the way. Yeah, he was born in the 20s. The 20s. <laughs> yeah, the Roaring 20s? With yeah, all the, the plays? He's... He is 93 years young. Wow. Bless you, Mr. Brooks. Yeah. Uh, this, that's the funny thing. His name's not even uh, Brooks. Uh, he nope, ended up changing that. Um, probably due to World okay. War II. I wouldn't <laughs> guess. That's going to be my guess. Jewish. No. Yeah. No. He, was, uh, he was born uh, in Brooklyn, New York as Melvin Kaminsky. So, <clears throat> excuse me. Sorry, I'm drinking wine, and I need another sip before I continue. That's all that wicker than what I'm drinking. <laughs> Not to me, man. Uh, look, I can drink anybody out under the table uh, with uh, whiskey or, uh, you know, you name it. I'm good on that. But if you put a glass of wine <laughs> down me, man, I'm gone. Um, anyway, I so, digress. Guys, um, just because we're talking about the subject and I am in love with what my daughter got me for Christmas. Um, my, my daughter, um, who is four and doesn't know Mel Brooks yet because Mr. Brooks is probably a little, uh, I really like how you said yet. I like that. <laughs> she, she will be, I promise. Uh, yeah. but my wife and my daughter got me a watercolor painting and it is, from young frankenstein <laughs> and it's uh it's where um dr frankenstein is holding the monster by the face and it's like they're embraced but it's a very beautiful watercolor painting that i'm looking at right now because i hung it on my wall it's what's like that make you're breaking up tiny tiny what is that you suck you suck <laughs> you suck <laughs> no i that's cool. When we get off here, I'll take a picture of it and send you guys so you can see it. <laughs> That's awesome, man. You have a smart daughter. Yeah, she's uh That's a whole nother show. <laughs> well, you know what? She also deserves a Woohoo. <laughs> oh man. <clears throat> Excuse me. So some interesting things about his life um, that I looked up was that he served in the military during World War II. He was actually at the Battle of the Bulge. Wow. Yeah. Oh, <laughs> I know, right? 
he was actually drafted into the army in 44, uh, but he, he had, you know, he had scored really high on the, the, I can't remember what it's called. Uh, it's sort of like ASFAB for us now, uh, but he was, he tested real high on that. And then he was sent to some sort of elite uh, specialized training in Virginia. Um, he learned some military engineering languages and medicine and just, you name it. Um, he went back to basic training after that in Fort Sill and he served as a corporal in a combat battalion or engineer combat battalion. That's crazy. That means he was driving around tanks. Yeah. Um, Hell yeah, uh, baby. Yeah. He's a man of many talents. We'll say that. Yeah. <laughs> you know, what? it's, it's no wonder, you know, he made fun of uh, the Nazis and the producers because, well, you know what? <laughs> That's all he was doing is driving around and, and blowing away Nazis. Yeah. Yeah. By the way, we are all completely anti-white supremacy. Just in case any of the listeners are listening, if we have to lose one or two, I don't care. <laughs> yeah, I'm not gonna be. Uh, I'm not gonna lose sleep over. So. Well, see, those, those are not human beings, though, right? <laughs> white supremacists are not human beings, so they're humans. They're not. They're humans. They're just weren't great humans. Right. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, did you all know that he was? He also uh, knew how to play a couple of instruments. I'm really not surprised, given the the fact of the amount of music that he put into so many of his movies. Um, that really doesn't surprise me at all. <laughs> yeah, he actually uh, he played drums and uh, piano for a number of uh, different resorts and nightclubs over the years. Oh, wow. Man, I wish I could play piano. I love that instrument. Well, you might have your opportunity here soon. (laughs) (laughs) But it's really cool that the different things that he did, you know, over the years, I mean, he did a variety of things. He was kind of like a renaissance man uh, before he even went into acting and writing and all this stuff. Um of course, you know, people don't realize it, but he's sort of almost classically trained. He didn't go to Juilliard or anything like that, but he did. He did do some summer stock, which I don't know if people are familiar with that. Look it up. It's it's there's a lot to summer stock. A lot of your big time classic actors and actresses, you know, would do runs in summer stock and that of course their careers take off after that because they're just good. I know people are like how is the, you know, how is the president Scrooge and Friar from Robin Hood Men in Tights? How, how is he a great actor? Believe me, he is. Yeah, absolutely. Um, <clears throat> one of the cool things is, are you both familiar with who Sid Caesar is? Sid? Sid Caesar. No. Um, he was in one of the Cannonball Run movies, Vegas Vacation. Oh, Vegas Vacation! Uh, if you have you both seen that? Yes. There's a bear shit in the woods. <laughs> he was the old guy at the Kino uh, area that died. Okay. All right. Yeah. 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 I know. Okay. Okay. Yeah. Gotcha. yeah. He was also in a History of the World Part One. Um, I absolutely know who you're talking about now. Yeah. Yeah. 
One, he's a he is seen yeah. as one of a legendary Hall of Fame type of actor. You know, even though he did mostly comedies over the years, he did some dramatic works, and that was what really got him some uh, praise and prestige. Um, <clears throat> but he was really good friends with uh, with uh, with Mr. Mel Brooks. They uh, created a variety series that was sort of like Saturday Night Live. It was a very <laughs> early precursor to it uh, back in the fifties. I'm going to have to go find YouTube videos of this, by the way. <laughs> oh, it's really cool. Uh, it, was a, it was called Your Show of Shows. And uh, uh, he Sid Caesar actually hired Mel Brooks to write for this, and he also hired Carl Reiner. And for those that aren't familiar with who Carl Reiner is, um, outside of what he did in his life, his son Rob Reiner is also an, a legendary actor He's uh, and director. He also he was the one that directed <laughs> Princess Bride. Yes. And hates well, and hates the president. <laughs> yeah, well, um, I'm sorry. He hates our president. Yeah, <laughs> well, a, he really does. That's a thick, sticky topic there. Yeah, yeah. Uh, just, yeah. But Carl Reiner, uh, what his claim to fame was, he actually created the Dick Van Dyke Show. It wasn't just Dick Van Dyke. He, yeah. had, he had, you know, that was the guy that actually got it going was a Carl Reiner. So. Who didn't? Who didn't love Dick Van Dyke? Man, that was a great show. Oh, I know it. It was all. It was awesome. <laughs> oh, Mary Tyler Moore back in her day. Wow. Oh, yeah. And she Definitely. aged well up in yeah. for a long, 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 long time. Um, so of course, you know, when we get into the topics of Mel Brooks, people are more familiar with. Uh, the movies. I mean, we're talking about okay. He did this stuff in the fifties, uh, and then he. Uh, what was I going to say? I'm losing my train of thought. I need another sip of wine. Obviously. Uh, it's like Popeye spinach. It just helps me focus. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, wow. uh, he did a lot of traveling as a comedy person. <laughs> he did a comedy duo with a number of people, uh, especially... Um, I'm losing the I'm losing my train of thought, but that's okay, audience. It's the difference of being able to focus better in a studio than at home, you know. But it is what it is. Hey, it's okay. You got distractions day, at home. Day four of self quarantine. <laughs> well, you know, it, it's like uh, I started thinking about one or two of his, uh, the things that he came up with. Uh, if anybody hasn't seen his two thousand year old man check it out it is genius it's hilarious and that's what i was thinking about i i had watched a couple of youtube clips on uh his 2000 year old man and though even though they don't age really well they're hilarious they get away with a yeah. lot of stuff back then that they that you can't get uh you know get away with today uh yeah so hey uh, saddle yeah so let's uh if, while we're talking about that let's just take a minute to look back and and think about this Mel Brooks, um, as far as a writer, producer, director, not only did, did he make comedy, he made comedy for a number of decades that reached entire generations and still kept with the times. Yeah, and he didn't <laughs> like, let anybody tell him what to do. He wasn't, yeah, he wasn't making the same comedy that he was making 20 years ago. If you look at it, the difference between Blazing Saddles and Spaceballs, which was 
almost 20 years apart. <laughs> yep. And I mean, just really, yeah. Shit. I yes, didn't know that. Yeah. I think blazing saddles was all and, and please internet. Don't roast me on this. I want to say blazing saddles was 76 or 77 and space balls was late eighties. <laughs> like maybe early 90s. Yeah. Well, so yeah, a decade later. But. Yeah. Blazing saddles uh, was in, uh, 74. Oh, wow. I was... Well, I know that Spaceballs was like 87 or 88. It had to be. Yeah, uh, 87, yeah. Yeah, see, so you're still talking about 13 years. 13 years, especially in the um, society that we were in at that point, yeah. <laughs> just moving forward. Um, you know, he, he, he did it, and he did it well. <laughs> Yeah, and he started off strong too, even though like like with the producers. I mean <clears throat> excuse me. That was a black comedy. Well, okay, I can't say black comedy. Uh he was he's actually been quoted to say that he doesn't do black comedy, he does midnight blue comedy. He gets right <laughs> to that edge, but he because he always wanted to add a little bit of happiness, you know, black comedy is like it's funny, but there's complete despair. There's no hope for anything. Whereas he considered himself, well, you know what? I can push these people right to the edge of despair, loneliness, whatever, but there's always a little bit of hope and happiness that gets them through, which you can definitely see that in a lot of his films, especially like young Frankenstein. Oh yeah, definitely. Um, by the way, young Frankenstein might be my favorite Mel Brooks movie ever. Um, I'm sorry. What? What movie? Young Frankenstein. Um, okay. The fact that he did it in black and white at that point in time. Um, and he used jokes based on Aerosmith songs. Like, come on, man. That's that's brilliant. Uh, so, I mean, his, his movie career has... Uh, oh, I'm spiking. Sorry, audience. Um... <laughs> Uh, his first movie that he put out was The Producers. Yeah. And that actually ended up becoming a uh, an updated Broadway. movie. Yeah, it was a Broadway movie with Matthew Broderick and Nathan Lane. And um, the original movie didn't do well at all. No. It made like 900 grand uh, back, you know, if you count inflation. It made like 900 yeah. grand in the theater. <laughs> which is really I mean given the time frame I can I can see why but to make something that has lasted that long and went on to be on Broadway yeah. that's that's amazing Absolutely uh, <clears throat> One of my favorite movies uh, of all time that he made is Blazing Saddles <laughs> Who doesn't love uh, it when the horse uh, gets punched? Yeah, no. Uh, I like Arnold Schwarzenegger doing that too and Conan. But... <laughs> <laughs> oh, I'm sorry. It's a camel. I'm sorry. It's a camel. <laughs> that's where he, that's where it, the original. Uh, that's where the reasoning for that scene came from. Uh... <laughs> all, all I'm all I'm gonna say, yeah, yeah, absolutely. Um, blazing saddles, dude. Uh. The Waco Kid, like that's that's probably my favorite 
one of my favorite things of that movie where he talks about um, being the fastest gun in the West. Mm. <laughs> where the white room at? <laughs> Are we awake? I mean, uh, yeah, I'm not going to go there. I'm not going to go there. <laughs> um, and, uh, that movie itself go. was pretty controversial, especially with some of the language. Uh, just a little bit. Yeah, they use the N-word quite a bit in it, which some people like today, even our listeners are like, wait, what? Are you, what? Now I need to go protest. Let me let me clue you in on something. Here's a little bit of trivia. Uh, first of all, the studios told him that he shouldn't be doing that joke or a lot of other jokes that ended up making in the movie. Why? Because Mel Brooks said, okay, I'll take him out and decided not to. He said, "Fuck them." That's why. Yeah, pretty much. He let every like he let the studio think he was taking all of them out, and he left every single thing in it. Now, what has that got to do with me? Um, you know, backing him up for <laughs> the choice of language. Uh, well, because Richard Pryor helped him write the movie. See, there you go, right there. I mean, yeah, there you go. Mel, was, there you go. Comment. Mel was being interviewed. Comedy, comedy. I can't remember where, but um, he was being interviewed by one of the late night hosts uh, a few number of years ago. And they asked him about that. And he was like, yeah, I felt really uh, self-conscious about doing that because here I am. I'm a, I'm a Jewish guy. And uh, you know, I'm using that sort of language that I wasn't okay with, but you know, it, it was for the bit and it was funny. And I felt really bad about it. And uh, he said that Richard Pryor looked at him and goes, man, see, here's the thing. Only the bad guys in the movie are using it. Yep, that's true. That's very yep. true. Yep. Yeah, and he said, okay, well, I guess that's what we're doing it then. So <laughs> I feel like if you were approved by Richard Pryor for your comedy, no matter what color or creed you are, you, you deserve praise. Oh, yeah, you do that, yeah. I remember back in, in, in that time frame when... uh. Bill Cosby would kind of, you know, kind of degrade, not degrade, but, but put these guys down. Oh, no, he would know, degrade about, them. <laughs> about, about their comedy, you know, Richard Pryor, Eddie Murphy, so on. And, uh, and, 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 and now you look at what, who turned out to, you know, to be better, you know? Mm-hmm. A, a better person, you know? Thank you, Eddie Murphy. comic <laughs> Yeah, thank you, Eddie Murphy. Yeah, exactly. Uh, That's, audience, that's sort of a callback to the last episode. Uh, After we got off mic, we started talking about um, Eddie Murphy hosting Saturday Night Live, and I think all of us went back and and watched it at some point. So let me just say this. Um, I know it's a little off topic, but that is probably the funniest Saturday Night Live skit that our Saturday Night Live episode that I have seen in ten years or more. Because <laughs> he's uh-huh. Gumby, damn it! Actually, I, I saw a very good skit with uh, Jason Momoa. Um, he was playing a um, one of those Elf on the Shelf things. Oh God! It was oh my Lord! Incredibly funny. Uh, skits. Might have been just me, but I was just afraid he was going to be shirtless through the whole episode, so I never watched it. Uh, <laughs> no, yeah, well, I was. I, I did watch. I did watch, but that, but that clip. I mean, it was. He was essentially uh, been with this child for so long, 
that he this child has now become a teenager. And what do teenagers start to do? <laughs> you, know, you know, so you know, you kind of get where this was going. So. But uh, that was that was pretty damn funny. Oh wow! <laughs> I'm gonna have to go back and watch that. Yes, go back and watch it. Um, also, go back and watch uh, uh, the Rock, the wrestling promotion on uh, on Saturday Night Live too. That's, yeah. That's, that's amazing. Also, if, sorry, I'm sorry. Get off topic. We keep going. We keep going to callbacks. Um, if you all have not seen Chris Pratt when he was on Saturday Night Live and the skit about uh, the toys that come to life, it's sort of like Toy Story, but they actually come to life as humans. <laughs> he comes back as He Man. Is gold. That's amazing. It is gold. He Man. Yeah. Yeah. Hey, he Man. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. Yeah, so Bradley, if you go back and uh, go uh, go to YouTube and watch, uh, type in Chris Pratt SNL He Man, you will you'll you'll love it. Oh <laughs> uh, well, I, I will be. I plan on doing that. So, long so as I remember. So just to get back on, kind of toward the topic anyway. Yeah. You know, Mel Brooks is responsible for so many comedians and like some of the funniest stuff that they do that it's it's real easy to to transition from what mr brooks did to what other people did <laughs> yeah i mean a good a good example of that is uh uh how, how do you say his name taika waititi uh the, yeah, the so. director of thor ragnarok as well as korg from the avengers and thor movies um he uh, he just recently did a movie where he uh, where he plays Hitler, and he actually credits Mel Brooks to being able to pull off that movie, and Mel Brooks actually acknowledges that. Um, but it's really neat that the the legacy he leaves as as has so much influence today. I know he was uh, Jerry Seinfeld. You think was a very big influence as well. Oh, hundred percent, hundred percent. Um, I mean, he he's touched the com- not not necessarily the comedic community, but producers, directors, actors. He has touched so many people's lives with that. Oh yeah, it's it's hard to to not be a off topic about some of it sometimes. Oh yeah, absolutely. Uh, so, uh, some of the other movies he's done. Okay, we we've touched on Young Frankenstein. Um, I used a bit from History of the World Part 1 where he played Moses. <laughs> I bring you these 15. Oh, yeah. Crash. <laughs> yeah, yes. Ten. Yes. Ten commandments. Uh, I saw that. Love it. I, 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 uh, regretfully, I have not seen that movie. It's, uh, it's great. I've seen clips over the years, and I, I, I just know that that is my brand of comedy. I know I'm are, are you Are you telling me that, that you haven't seen History of the World Part 1? That is, I've not seen it all the way through. That is correct. You, you, you have you have homework now, sir. Yeah. When, when well, he plays you out. know, seeing as how I only have Netflix and it's currently not on there, you know, I, I am kind of limited. I, I tried the YouTube way, but, you know, it just it it's wasn't really not, cutting it. I really, he, yeah. no. We had a couple of scenes <laughs> that I could find. Oh, wait, 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 Matt, Matt, Matt. <laughs> when he plays Caesar. Yes, that's exactly where I was going. Biggest dickus. 
But uh, now, my favorite Mel Brooks movie that I have seen personally, uh, many many times, um, is Robin Hood Men in Tights. Oh yes, yes. Love the movie. Love everything about it. Yeah, I mean that's the movie that gave Dave Chappelle his big. I mean, huge break. I mean, he's done stuff before, and he's a comedian, but that's what got him on the map. You know, he did yeah, really good playing yeah. uh, uh, a chew. <laughs> a Jew? A Jew. Yeah. <laughs> a Jew? Yeah. Bless you. Oh, that movie, that movie had so much magic. It does not get the respect that it deserves. But it's great. Carrie Elway is playing um, the best Robin Hood because he can speak with an English accent. Because <laughs> I can speak with an English accent. That was a clear shot at Kevin Costner. Wow. Oh, yes, yeah. 100%. And calling... Uh, 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 Achu's father, a sneeze, which is uh, a play off of Azim <laughs> from the Morgan yeah, Freeman character absolutely. in Robin Hood, yeah. uh, Prince of Thieves, yeah. which I enjoyed that movie. I, I can't help it. I enjoyed that movie. I went to the theater and watched that movie. Um, Tracy Ullman? Yes. As the, witch. As the witch. I mean, yeah. Wanting the uh, Sheriff of Rottingham. <laughs> Latrine, that's a nice Latrine. Name. How did you get it? Uh, <laughs> well, it was gonna be. Uh, I, I, I don't. I don't know the actress's name, but but she was the one that was always looking out after Maid Mary and. Oh uh, yeah, she was in a lot of her, stuff. Uh, yeah. The, of Remember yeah. those no ding ding before the wing wing. <laughs> she was absolutely hilarious. Oh yeah. Uh, every time she got a, every time that she got a scene. Oh yeah, my favorite part is when she's trying to jump off the yeah. the ledge of uh, where they were staying, and the. <laughs> Horse moves out of the way. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. This horse is like, Fuck this. <laughs> oh. yeah. And, uh, you know, made Marianne gave us some some eye candy. Uh, yeah, Amy yeah. Asbeck, uh, known for that is wings, right? Yeah, is wings. Also known as the late John Ritter's uh, wife. Problem child. Problem child. Problem child. Yeah. And she uh, I'm not going to say that word. <laughs> uh, I, think, I think maybe uh, I think maybe one of the most underrated movies that he has done, and I say underrated because it's really hard to underrate anything. Oh, they should have rated it R, huh? High, well, no, High Anxiety. <laughs> oh, oh man, oh that is high a great movie. Is like one of I'm the. I'm sorry, I, I must have missed that. What'd you say? Oh, I was just talking about one of the most underrated movies that that Mel Brooks has done is High Anxiety, <laughs> where he oh. actually, yeah, he plays a doctor that has anxiety, like he plays a psychiatrist. <laughs> <laughs> it's, it's just it's so amazing. It actually like, has a higher rating on Rotten Tomatoes than uh, Spaceballs and Robin Hood Men in Tights. <laughs> what? Yeah. What? Yeah. No joke. Okay, first. First of all, let's just talk about the masterpiece that Space Wolf is. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Yes. Where's that, where's that audience flat? Oh, oh. Right. <laughs> oh, it's right here. Don't you worry. Yes. Yes. Thank you. Thank you. <laughs> if, there is a, if there is a piece de resistance for Mel Brooks, it's Space Wolves. Oh, yeah. I mean, and it's because it's because he knew how to take what was popular mm-hmm. and what had been popular 
and made fun of it in a way that it was still relevant. And it caused it and it caused what it was based on to be even more popular. Yes, yes. Um, and we all love the mouse. Hell, hell Disney. Uh, <laughs> don't 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 find me for that. Uh, find me. I live in Glasgow. But, <laughs> um, that might be the wine talking but that I mean look at the people he had in that movie John Candy mm-hmm. Bill Pullman uh, um, yep. who else Bill Pullman um, uh, yeah, yeah John Candy Rick, Rick Moranis, Moranis. Um, Rick Moranis yeah Joan Rivers um, the dude that played Winston from the police academy with the sound effects oh yeah um <laughs> <laughs> Michael Winslow. Yeah, Michael Winslow. Yeah, that's him. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, I love that. The bleeps, the creeps, and the sweeps. The what? And the what? And the what? You know the bleeps. <laughs> the creeps and the sweeps. <laughs> of course, that's how everybody else in America can do it because only one man could make those sound effects, and that is him. Right. Oh yeah. Yeah. Or or the fact he's a one of a kind. Oh yeah, it's unreal. Or, or the fact when they go and find the movie, <laughs> <laughs> we're at now. Now, now it's, it's out before the movie's finished. What? <laughs> yeah, we're at now. Now everything that's happening now is happening now. <laughs> go back to then. Then we can't. Now. We can't. Why? <laughs> Why? We, we missed it. Missed it. When? <laughs> Just now. <laughs> when, when will then be now? Soon. Yeah. <laughs> now, I, I did really like where they're combing the uh, combing with man. Man, we ain't and found shit. <laughs> you, you, you stole my shit. Yeah, that's it. We ain't found shit. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Let's see. He, he has the upside of the shorts, and I have the downside. See, there's two sides to every short. Yeah. <laughs> Oh my god! Now I can talk about Spaceballs and Young Frankenstein and Men in Tights like for two or three hours. Oh. That's not a problem. My stomach hurts from laughing. I mean, it really does thinking about those movies. Oh my god! I mean, who doesn't love John Candy as a mog, half man, half dog? He's his own best <laughs> friend. <laughs> I will say, though, that created one of the most nasty scenes that I had seen. I've probably seen in a long, long time, especially in a comedy. Pizza the Hut. I loved Pizza the Hut. Um. <laughs> no, it's not that. When he starts melting and then his assistant starts eating him. Yeah. You're so yeah, delicious. That's, that's the best part. Um, You're the only man to the, the phrase bite me. Yeah. Right? <laughs> uh, what What about the callback to aliens in the Donner scene? Oh, no. Not again. And then they <laughs> right? call back to Looney Tunes with the dancing frog. Come on. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, it's just... That entire movie is... It, it should, it's a masterpiece. It should be considered a masterpiece. And I, I would really like to see... A second one come out. <laughs> you know what? You know who else is in that movie? Dick Van Patten. I forgot about that. Yeah, he yes, played he the was. king. <laughs> yeah, yeah, he played the king. Yeah, 
<laughs> oh, and he also played. Oh yeah. He also played the guy in Robin Hood Man of Tides. I went, Hey Abbott. Hey, hey Abbott. Yeah. I really hate. Yeah. Not, not him. The guy that was walking. The he was the actual Abbott. Yeah. 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 yeah, yeah. yeah. I really hate that guy. <laughs> And, um, I, I don't know if you guys saw it. It's something that I watched a ton as a kid. I probably shouldn't have, but it was uh, Life Stinks. Oh, I love that movie. Yes. Where he played a rich man that got screwed over by his buddies and he had to live as a homeless guy for a while. Yeah. For, uh, for a month. 30 for a days. Month. 30 days. 30 days. Yeah. And, and, and they wound up, uh, sorry, spoiler alert. Spoilers. Uh, that movie they, came out in 91, people. Stealing his, his, his fortune. Yeah, you know, stealing his fortune. Yeah, that, that that he has earned. It was sort of a, I hate to use the term, but it's almost a bastardized version of uh, of uh, trading places. Yeah, which was yeah. a bastardized yeah. version of Brewster's Millions. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I think Richard Pryor had a hand in all of it. I did, you know, that's just uh, me. Uh, yeah, absolutely. <laughs> um, now. Now, Mel Brooks was not associated with Dracula Dead and Loving It. Nope. Yeah, he was. Um, yeah, he was. He was. Okay. Yeah. And Leslie with, Nielsen. One of my favorite all-time comedies. Dude, Leslie he, Nielsen killed. Me. Anything yeah. Leslie Nielsen did was genius. Absolutely gold. Oh yeah. Um, I mean, Mel Brooks. Uh, he directed, produced, and wrote the screenplay for it. Which is amazing, by the way. Yeah. Uh, oh, which, uh, we, we can relate Leslie Nelson all the way back to actually naming the studio. So, yeah. Yeah, and not only that, but, I mean, we talked about Leslie Nielsen last season on Soaking Nostalgia, so it's almost like we come full circle on it. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, we did uh, mention Dracula Dead and Loving It, uh, but we never talked about who was, who was in it outside of Leslie Nielsen. Oh, there. Uh, I'm sorry, I don't know these actors' names, but you know the guy that was in Ghostbusters too. Yeah, Peter McNichol. Greenfield. Yeah, that's yeah, who that I guy. based my uh, my he entire uh, audition for uh, Dracula on. <laughs> <laughs> well, and I think uh, Paul really Jeff liked Moore it. Done so. an amazing job. Jeff Moore done an amazing job. Yes. Uh, in that uh, probably production. And that's that could be one. That's um, the big reasons because he probably did did just a little bit better than I did, and his take was a little more serious. Where mine was complete Dracula and Dead. It, 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 <laughs> it was. It was. But but Jeff did an amazing job. He did. Bravo to uh, you, sir. I'm going to give you a, a, an applause. That. that. Uh, that that happened to be before I, I met him, and he directed me in Sleepy Hollow. Mm. So, um, I, I, you know, I didn't I didn't know who he was at the time. Actually, I had uh, gone to lunch with with Alan in between one of the performances, and uh, I met Jeff there. Didn't think anything of it, you know. But turns out, you know, a few months well, I'm sorry, a couple of years later, he was uh, directing me in Sleepy Hollow. And Jeff was absolutely amazing. So I doubt he's listening to this, but, you know, he's amazing. Love the guy. He is. So while we're kind of on topics of supporting characters in Mel Brooks films, uh uh, Frau Blucher. Yeah. Yeah. That's the one uh, Sir Bradley was talking about. That was her name. Daggone. I couldn't put my uh, finger on it. Thank you both. Yeah. 
Young Young Frankenstein. Where? <laughs> oh no, I was thinking of uh, Robin Hood Men in Tights. I'm sorry. Uh, Brunhilde. That no, was no, Brunhilde no. was Robin Hood Men in Tights. Brunhilde was in Robin Hood Men in Tights. Yeah, Frau Blucher was. Uh, what is her name, Matt? I, I can't remember, but I know that anytime somebody said her name, a horse would go. <laughs> yes, yes, that's exactly it. Um, I saw. But she was like a a really big name actress um, forever. Let me see if I can find it. <laughs> um, they they had you know just a lot of really good actors in the movies. Uh, since he while he's looking that up. Um, in, uh, in Dracula Dead and Loving It, Amy Yazbeck returned to be in that as well. And uh, Stephen Weber, who was in Wings with her, was... Oh, yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah. He played... Oh, uh, Stephen Weber. Uh, yeah, he did the... Uh, did he do, like, the, the, the television version of The Shining? Mm-hmm. Yes, he did. Yeah. He was, uh, he was very Frau, good. Very good. Frau Blucher was Cloris Leachman, who has been in basically uh, like a ton of Mel Brooks oh, films. Yeah, 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 yeah. Peter Boyle from Seinfeld played the grand, uh, you know, the f- grandfather. Uh, Terry Gard, that's who I was trying to think of. Uh, yes, Terry Gard in, uh, yeah, in Young Frankenstein. Who was also Roll. in, uh, <laughs> who was also in uh, Swamp Thing, the movie. Oh, so here's a here's a little tidbit that because you were talking about uh, the horses making noise every time, uh-huh. they they react violently to the mention of her name because her name means glue in German. <laughs> <laughs> I did not know that. I did not know that. That is awesome. And Marty Marty Feldman, who played Igor. I mean, come on. Yeah. <laughs> Wasn't your hump on the other side? What hump? <laughs> I mean, Harvey Corman was in it, and that was uh, he's been in a lot of Mel Brooks films. He was in uh, De- yeah. History of the World Part One. Uh, he was in High Anxiety and Blazing Saddles. <laughs> the Inquisition. <laughs> yeah. Amazing, amazing. Uh, Here's a little. Oh, those are my dogs in the background. Sorry, audience. They must. There must be somebody breathing outside of this house. Damn it, the mat. <laughs> um, now, Mel Brooks is actually attached to a very popular TV show back in the late '60s, mid to late '60s, and I don't know if you all can guess what uh, what TV show it was, but it was. I mean, he was a writer, and Blade he was Blade. a co-creator, Blade character de- developer, but he did not perform on it. Does anybody know what that Blade is? Police Squad. Do Police I? Squad. Uh, no. Police Squad. No. No? No, that was back in the that was back in the 70s and 80s. See, I was thinking, okay, I was thinking that that that, that was, but that was the only thing I could think of that happened long ago. And then it's like, um, farce. Yeah. Deadpan kind of comedy. So. Yeah. Yeah, I got nothing. Get smart. Yeah, I, other than that, I got nothing. Really? Yeah. Man, that makes so much. If it wasn't for smart. if it wasn't for Mel Brooks, we would not have a Maxwell Smart or an Agent Ninety Nine, or the Cone of Silence. Maxwell smart. Oh my gosh, I watched that a ton as a kid. Yeah. Yes. That show is that. amazing. 
I had no idea he was even affiliated. Yeah. Now you mentioned Police Squad. Uh, Actually, one of the actors from that show was on Dragnet. He played. uh, uh, Gosh, was it? I can't remember which one he played. Was it Joe Friday or the other? But anyway, the the guy that was uh, the head of the organization that Maxwell Smart worked for uh, was in Dragnet. (laughs) Wow. I mean, I stayed a lot with my grandparents back in, uh, you know, growing up as a kid, and and Dragnet was usually always on. That, Peepaw. Oh, oh, yeah. (laughs) But but I always uh, watched that that kind of stuff when I was, you know, young, young kid, you know. Yeah. Single digits, eight. Yeah, absolutely. Look at these, look at some of these TV credits after that, where he played an actual character. He was in the electric company. He played on that. Um, of course, the 2000 year old man, please audience, please go check that out. Uh, he was on the Tracy yes. Ullman show, which makes sense because she was in Robin Hood. Uh, well. He, he was on Frasier, the Simpsons <laughs> mad about you. <laughs> um, it's a very Muppet Christmas movie. Oh, I love that movie. Yes. Uh, he was on, he was on Jimmy Neutron. Curb your enthusiasm. What? Yeah, uh, he played Santa Claus in Jimmy Neutron. Oh my lord! Okay, yeah. Curb. I know. Uh, yeah, go ahead. You, sorry, you had mentioned uh, Frazier and uh, Kelsey Grammer's got a very unique story about uh, about getting that show. Actually. Oh yeah. Yeah. Well, well, me. Uh, you can edit this out if you want to, but you know, I've had a couple of drinks. And best of my knowledge, uh, Kelsey Grammer in, in Frasier, he was uh, the character that he played in Cheers, which, to my understanding, was he was only supposed to be there for a short time, but it yep. wound up being a long-term gig. Yeah. Uh, because, of, you know, that uh, his character was turned out to be beloved. So. <laughs> also... Um... The storyline for Frasier was originally written for another cast member of Cheers. It wasn't written for the actual character of Frasier, but okay. the network and, and, and pushed. It was, it was I'm sorry? Yeah, the network actually pushed for it to be Kelsey Grammer over anybody else. Oh, wow. Now, one last... I'm sorry, who was who it intended for? I'm sorry? Uh, the article I read didn't really say. It just said that it wasn't re- originally intended for if, the phrase. If I had guess, I'd say Woody Harrelson, but... That's... that. <laughs> but I don't have any way to com- confirm that, so... Right. right. One last little bit about Mel Brooks. We cannot talk about Mel Brooks without talking about his beloved wife, his late widow wife. He was married twice, but... His second wife is uh, the one that he's most famous for being with, and she was with him up until her death, and I think it was 2005. Does anybody know who that was? I happen to I, just actually not know who that is. <laughs> I used to, um, but my brain doesn't work because, you know. Classic actress, classic beauty, and Bancroft. Wow. Yeah. Wow. Okay. Mrs. Robinson. <laughs> I'm sorry, Mrs. Robinson. Yeah, Mrs. Robinson from uh, The Graduate with Dustin Hoffman. The Graduate. Wow. Yeah. Mrs. Robinson, are you trying to seduce me? <laughs> no, I'm trying to create moils. 
Oh, of course, sadly, I've been in that situation a couple of times. <laughs> of course, you know that's the uh, that's the only thing I could think of could happen between uh, Mr. Mel Brooks and Anne Bancroft at the dinner table. I'm just kidding. Right. <laughs> I'm just kidding. Um, was, if we could, yeah. Possibly. No, go ahead. No, no, no. You go right ahead. I was just going to say, if we could, uh, before we finish out the episode, if we could just talk about his legacy for a minute. Yeah. Um, because his son is also a writer, director, producer, mm-hmm. um, and he and he wrote one of my favorite books that turned into the, a really movie. It, yeah, the movie was not good, but the book was amazing, oh, yeah. and it is the to the zombie apocalypse. Yes, it was freaking an amazing book. If you've never read it, go get it. World War um, Z. But that, yeah. Um, no but that, yeah, Max yeah, Brooks. Yeah, Max Brooks. Brooks. Oh, okay. Max. Yeah. Um, but if you've never read, if you've never read the the Zombie Guide to the Apocalypse, I suggest you go and buy it because it is an amazing book. Um, you can also find it on audiobook as well. But beyond amazing. Yeah, it really is. All right. So, does anybody have any final thoughts, final words on the legendary Mel Brooks? Um, just, that's amazing. That's, Mm. that's all I can really say. Living legend, um, probably deserves way more praise than anybody ever gets, uh, or or he gets from anybody. Um, Yes. I agree. I agree. Um, he just, he, he leaves a lasting legacy. He's just very influential on so many different genres, not just comedy, but musical theater, drama. I mean, you name it. He gave so many actors their start. He gave a lot of actors their restart when they weren't doing so well because he saw something in them. And uh, just, man, I, I honestly, he he is my humor. If it wasn't for him, I wouldn't know what funny was. All right. I will say that he he had a very uh, very impactful um, touch on my my version of comedy and what I thought was funny. Um, definitely helped shape for sure. Yeah. I'm sorry, Mick. Did did you just say he that he touched you? He did. Yes. I'm following that lawsuit. Oh, okay. Well, that that kind of that kind of makes me feel really <laughs> funny about bringing up what the uh, the uh, nostalgic item of the week is. Oh, oh, uh, whistle pops. <laughs> oh, whistle pops! Damn. Okay. Yeah, that's they were a lollipop that was created to make a whistling sound when you blew into them. Yes, I remember them. Yeah, I do too. <laughs> they've actually been reintroduced and you can find them in some places. I saw them in Cracker Barrel uh, last year. Uh, I did not think to look at them last time I was in Cracker Barrel this year, uh, but they did have some last year. Um, they're really big in the UK right now. But Yeah. Wow. It's now? Yeah. Wow, really? Okay. Yeah, it's crazy. <laughs> but yeah, uh, the nostalgic item of the week are whistle pops. <laughs> wow. If you can find them, enjoy them, blow a tune or two because ain't nobody going anywhere right now. So, 
<laughs> I was, I was uh, say. That's, that's true. <laughs> All right. That is so, so true. All right, so we'll bring this episode of Soaking Nostalgia to a close. Um, I want to thank uh, Key Dry Cleaners um, again. Go check them out. They've got a drive-through. Take your clothes to them. And I mean, and honestly, uh, because it's dry cleaning, they do use some chemicals on uh, on clothing. So if you, you know, think you might be not feeling well or anything like that, I'm not saying to say, "Hey, I got the coronavirus. You're cleaning my stuff." I'm just saying, you know, if you got something in a bag, if you the stuff can come clean is what I'm saying. It's amazing. Uh, AKA blue dresses. Anybody's got out there. <laughs> um, now see, that wouldn't be a problem like if, if she had taken I it to a quality really, dry cleaner. Really, I, I really, really wish that you would maybe, you know, bring back that, uh, that ad that we did for that. <laughs> I found it to be humorous. <laughs> it was humorous. Um, I'm thinking of, uh, you know, just depending on how everything goes here. That's the only reason I'm not doing ads right now is just because of the way, uh, you know, things are going. But I will give a big shout out to Key Dry Cleaners as well as Vanity Salon. I know the salons cannot, uh, can no longer operate as a business, but once this whole thing passes, we got some great talent in there. Um, they'll they'll do. Then we also have a commercial love. Do what? Then we also have a commercial love. Yes, we do. <laughs> yes, we do. And we'll have I a new... that very humorous as well. We'll do a new commercial for them, too. I think we should do new commercials. And I, th- I think we can be even funnier. I think it'll be great. <laughs> oh, damn, yeah, man. Absolutely. You can't the Bosma, don't you? I wrote that shit. I know, and it was great. <laughs> <laughs> but it can be better. It, oh, and everything, everything can always oh, be better. Oh, So... Uh, but thank you, uh, thank you to our listeners. Thank you to Podbean for supporting us, uh, keeping everything going good as well as they can. Server issues or whatnot, I got everything fixed as quick as possible. Uh, so once again, if you would like to reach us, deadpanstudio18 at gmail.com, soakingnostalgia at gmail.com, deadpan-studio.com. We're also uh, able to be heard on iTunes, Stitcher, Google Play, TuneIn, Spotify, as well as the Podbean app website deadpanstudio.podbean.com if you're listening to us that means you already have one of these tell your friends we're on a lot of these so you, you i'm sorry you forgot to men- mention that if you want them to reach around oh no no, no. see we can't a, do that right gather now our <laughs> we can't do that right now yeah because of the the virus so <laughs> you're right right no reach arounds right now yeah Right now, no. <laughs> we're going to put those on hold for now. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> like a good neighbor, stay over there. Oh, <laughs> you know we're all going to come out of hey. really strong right arms. Yeah. Talking about I've had one for I about a year. I'm going to have the best abs. <laughs> <laughs> My right arm is going to be freaking massive. <laughs> Dude, you already have trouble putting on t-shirts. all right with that we're gonna say goodbye this evening Uh, we'll see you all next week we're supposed to have an interview but i don't know if that's gonna happen because of everything going on either way we're gonna have a pretty good topic check our social media we'll let you know what's going on uh 
And with that, for this week here at Deadpan Studio, I am your host, The Matt. And Tiny. Have a good one, people. See you guys. Check you all later. I see your Schwartz is as big as mine.